0: Welcome to True Kinship with Animals, where we believe we all do better when all creatures do better. I'm Janet Roper, and each week I share stories and suggestions with you on how to deepen your relationship with animals, moving you from ownership to true kinship, one animal at a time. This podcast is brand new, and your help getting it off the ground is really appreciated. If you enjoy this podcast and find my work helpful, If you have been inspired or informed or have discovered your world has opened to new possibilities because of the podcast, consider supporting my work by making a financial contribution or shopping my wish list on Amazon. The link is also on the show page for your convenience. Your support helps this podcast grow and makes my work sustainable. I can't do it without you. Many thanks. Okay, here's a question for you. What's true for you when it comes to the animals and your relationship with them? The reason I ask this is because we are influenced by so many outside sources that it can be easy to unconsciously abandon your own truth and agency for someone else's. That surrender sneaks up slowly. It is often subtle and insidious. You think you're living your truth, and the next thing you know, it has taken a backseat in a discussion that you participated in online. How the heck did that happen? In this day and age when social media is queen, it becomes almost second nature to compare yourself and your relationship with animals to the picture-perfect, socially accepted images, memes, and posts that are constantly bombarding the social media sites you frequent. Yet those online picture-perfect appearances can be deceiving. The posts are often staged to present the best, the glitteriest, the shiniest impression at first glance. Anyone guilty of taking numerous photos of your animal pal before getting that perfect one to post? I know you can't see it, folks, but I'm raising both hands here. When that happens, the air quotes, I'm not as good as, or the if-onlys, or the I should-haves, can start to surface as you compare yourself to others present their relationship with animals online. How do you stay in your truth when you're being inundated with so many renditions of everyone else's truth? Keep in mind, posts represent the truth from their perspective, from the post's perspective and from the perspective of the person that's doing the posting. That doesn't mean it's your truth. And frankly, it does not need to be your truth. That's okay, because your inner truth is what you need, and it's your truth that the animals recognize. For example, over the years, I've had scads of conversations with people who are actively grieving the death of one of their animal pals. They come to me at a loss because well-meaning folks are telling them how they should manage their grief or are giving other unsolicited advice. Well, you know what? It might be that person's truth, but it doesn't mean it's your truth and it doesn't mean you have to accept it as your truth. You are under no obligation to accept someone else's truth as your own, but you are, however, responsible to know your own truth. Finding and owning your own truth can be intimidating and scary. If it sounds like it's a heroine's journey, that's because it is. So how do you find your own truth? Before I dive into that question, let's talk a little bit about some of the outside complications and influences that affect finding your truth. Our relationship with animals is in the midst of momentous change. It's no longer fair to define it solely by the roles we've assigned ourselves in the past, like caretaker or pet parent, fur kid, so on and so forth, because animals are the owners of their own lives and their experiences, don't need to be run through our human lenses in order to be valid. Recognizing that crucial yet often overlooked fact helps us recognize life from their perspective, pulling us away from our egocentric human lens to an ecocentric true kinship lens. And that sounds easy peasy, right? Like you should be able to just decide to move into true kinship with the animals at the drop of a hat. You should be able to do this right now. Yeah, if only. There are circumstances that also factor in when it comes to moving towards true kinship with animals. Let's talk about a few. For those of us who live in a colonized society, our everyday experiences are built on capitalism and disposability, making elements of our lives beyond our control. Right now, so many of us are influenced at different levels by the effects, white supremacy, trauma, exhaustion, An ongoing pandemic and war have on us. This forces us into survival mode, doing what we need to do to keep our nose above water, so to speak. Life can become a shallow, one-dimensional way of living where we respond or react from social dictates, habit, convenience, and quite frankly, our own proximity to harm and danger. And you know what? For pity's sake, who can blame us at all for responding that way? In a one-dimensional reality, we're often left with limited access to what brings us a fullness and zest for life. Those limitations may be brought on by a lack of money, time, support, and energy, just to name a few. Our personal relationship with animals can become one of the casualties because we simply don't have what it takes to tend and nurture that relationship in the way that we want and dream of doing. Remember the movie The Matrix? I'm a huge fan of that series and I often think about Morpheus presenting Neo with the choice of taking the red pill or the blue pill. Taking the red pill would result in a potentially unsettling or life-changing truth. And taking the blue pill would result in living in confined comfort without want or fear within a simulated reality. Now, I'm not going to give away any spoilers in case you want to watch it. But because you've stuck with me this long in the podcast, I would be willing to bet you would be making the same choice that Neil did. But back to the heroine's journey. I am purposely talking about this because a heroine brings balance to herself, then changes the world around her. It's more about the journey than the destination. It's not a quest for an external objective, as is the hero's journey. One of the things about the heroine's journey is it acknowledges the binary either or facets of life, while at the same time recognizing and inviting in other aspects of life, like timing, community, capacity, agency, support, and connection. The heroine's journey recognizes there is an element with us that wants to stretch beyond what conventional norms dictate relationships, air quotes, should be. In moving towards true kinship with animals, a possible starting point would be assessing your life situation. One way to do that is by getting to know yourself and the lenses you use to view life. Then when you show up for an animal, you can truthfully say, this is what I know at this moment in time. This is who I am and how I am showing up in life at this moment in time. And I'm here to help you as I can and as you need me. True kinship with animals is about embracing the transformation not made. One that is never totally finished and checked off the to-do list. It is on the brink of bursting into life at any given moment. It's a space expansive enough for possibility and to hold the known and unknown. It's a space where you are encouraged to discover what fullness of life means to both you and that one particular animal you are with. And then on to the next animal, the next one, and the one after that. Many thanks for joining me today. If you liked what you have heard, you can support this podcast by making a financial contribution, leaving a comment, giving the show a like, a follow, and or a share. Your support of this podcast with a financial contribution or by shopping my wish list makes my work sustainable and encourages me to keep going. I thank you for that. Thank you for listening and keep moving towards true kinship. Just for today, remember, we all do better when all creatures do better. Until next week, take good care.